For an audio version of this review, check out Why Watch That Radio on most podcast providers. And you can give us some love by visiting buymeacoffee.com forward slash why watch that. We appreciate your support. All right, so Babylon released in theaters today, and the critic is here to tell us who's in it, what is it about, and who should be watching. Oh my gosh, it's about a lot. <laughs> I'll tell you that. So this is directed and written by Damien Chazelle. Yes, La La Land and Whiplash. That's the one I like to go to. Whiplash. That's right. When you get into a major accident, get out and get to your job. <laughs> the music must go on. <laughs> so David <laughs> is back here. Um, and the music again with Justin Hurwitz. They're still working together. And it stars Brad Pitt, Margot Robbie, Diego Calva, Gene Smart, Giovanna Depo, Lee Jun Lee, Toby McGuire, Lucas Haas, Max Minghella, Samara Weaving, Olivia Wilde, which, I mean, she's barely in the movie, and a bunch of other people. Spike Jones is popping up here, Catherine Waterston, Flea, Jeff Garland from Curb Your Enthusiasm, Eric Roberts. I mean, you know, who's not in it? I should read that list. <laughs> And do they need this sprawling cast? Well, they're telling a sprawling story. So this is uh, from the 20s into the 50s, actually. So the mid-20s to the 1950s, that's what it spans. And we start in Hollywood, silent films. And you know what's going to happen across time. The talkies come in. And at the start, there is this hedonistic party thrown by some big wig, wig in Hollywood everybody wants to go to. So all of our main characters are there, but where will they end up? So there is Brad Pitt's character, Jack. He's a popular silent film star, you know, major, major star. They have made a lot of money already. He's known for being flamboyant in his parties and whatever. There's also Margot Robbie's character, Nellie Leroy. She wants to be an actor. Now, how does she get into this party? Because some people are not invited. She is not somebody anybody knows. Where is she coming from? Where is she going? There's also Diego's character, Manny Torres. And Manny is Mexican-American. So what do you think he's doing at the party? But he wants to be in the movies, too. Not as a, a star, though, behind the scenes. Now, Jean Smart is playing Eleanor St. John. Uh, she's, you know, like a tabloid journalist. She does the gossip stuff. You know, she'll read out to her assistant. and The assistant is typing. You know, the, the azure blue of the sky, you know, went down as the stars came out. You know, that kind of stuff. And Giovanna Depo is playing Sidney Palmer. He's a musician, a trumpet player. So he's, you know, fronting the band at this party. How's he going to be roped into the film industry? And then Lee Jun Lee's character, Lady Faye Ju. And Lady Faye does entertain the people, but how? Mm. And what's she up to beyond that? So you have about like 30 minutes of watching these people after we see how they all get into the party, how the party's set up, like they have to bring an elephant into the party, up some hills. <laughs> and then you're watching these people grind on each other, essentially for, you know, like 30 minutes. 
first 30 minutes. That's what's happening there. Now, it's well choreographed excess and depravity. And of course, you have music. Justin Hurwitz, of course, we're going to have it. Javon Adepo's playing the trumpeteer. So you're like, is this the movie? <laughs> like, is this it? We're at this party. And, you know, something happens at the party, which then leads to an opportunity for all of the people I talked about in a certain way, in particular for Nellie and Manny. Mm-hmm. They come in uh, through in the clutch, let's say. Hmm. So because of that, she has her shot and Manny has his because Manny ends up driving Jack, Brad Pitt's character, back to his home and he gets a break. You know, Jack's like, hey, come to the set. So Nellie's there, Jack's there, and Manny's there. And this, of course, leads to them having careers, not Jack, but for Manny and Nellie. And Lady Faye also gets a career. You know, she'll write like the the actual words you see in the silent film. She does that work. Yeah. But again, the talkies are coming. So what's going to happen when you put sound on this? What's the challenge of doing it with sound? Not just for the production, but for the actors. Because we know in history, a lot of silent film stars lost work because they couldn't talk. Not that they couldn't talk, but they didn't have the voice that people wanted to listen right, to. Right, right. You, know, <laughs> you look at all sultry on the screen and they just start talking like this. It might be wrong. <laughs> so this is when you know, stage actors started moving into it because they had to have the apparatus of vocal performance. Look at that string of words I just put together. Oh my God. Mm-hmm. Look at you. <laughs> so that's the thing. It's it's all about how can they grab as much uh, power and influence as possible before time runs out? And who's really going to last? So all of these characters, I didn't mention how all of them are roped into uh, the movies. They are. And they all have an ending that might not be satisfactory. That's the thing. Whoa. So that's enough of me giving the story. You can watch the rest because we don't spoil to really know what's going on here. What I have to say is a lot. Because this is a lot. Uh, Most of the comedy here didn't work for me. um, Because I found them stupid and desperate and reckless. I didn't find that funny. Uh, What I found that worked the most was when... Damien wasn't pushing it. Like, it just felt like it was a bit too frantic for itself. Like, you, if you want to give us some frenzied scenes, I get it. But behind the camera, you have to have a steadier hand to me. I just felt like, you know, it was almost like wag the dog here. He was barely holding on to the reins of this at some some moments. Mm. But there were moments when it kind of calmed down a bit. Like, there, there was a moment... Uh, when Nellie is doing a talkie, okay, they have all of these takes, you know, to get it right. If it's not her that makes a mistake, it's someone else. You know, you got to hit your mark because the mic is there. You know, is the mic level right? Uh, is the guy who's filming it in this hot box, essentially, is he going to stay in there or is he going to pass out? You know, all of this stuff's happening. So they have to do take after take after take after take. But when she finally gets it, that moment, it worked. 
Also, there's a moment when all of them go to this upper crust party. So not the, you know, like hedonistic one, you know. So you have all of the elites there and Nellie has to make this impression. Eleanor St. John is bringing her and training her on how to talk. Like that moment worked until later on in the scene when again, it gets away from them. And then when we get to some of the heavier moments, again, they, it needs space to land. Like there's a blackface scene here. Yes, there is with Javon. You'll see what that's like. And I was like, okay, but you've got to give us a breath. Mm-hmm. Like if you are going to put that on the screen, earn it, let it sink. It's just uh, going from scene to scene. I think we could have had maybe a breath or two more than what Damien was giving. So it's kind of like, okay, you put that on there. I get it, but it doesn't hit me as much as it could. Mm-hmm. Now, there is a scene with Jean Smart where she has this monologue to Brad Pitt. And that kind of worked and it was heavier. But that was more about Jean Smart than anything else. So this kind of movie, let me just get to the point here after saying all of this. What I thought of to compare it was The Great Gatsby and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Those were the two. It's somewhere in between those two. Uh, I think this is steadier than Baz Luhrmann's The Great Gatsby, right? Now, it is about 40 minutes longer than that as well. It's This is about three hours long. So I would say it's a bit steadier than that movie. Um, but this one could be better and sharper. That's just what I, I wanted. Um, and I, if we think of another movie from this year, producer that is restless, Amsterdam is definitely better than that. I would say like Amsterdam is like a complete mess. I wouldn't (laughs) say that here. Um, so if you are somebody who is a Baz Luhrmann fan, I would just go right there. Then I think this would probably work for you if you want three hours of that. Um, otherwise, if you go Baz Luhrmann, you might have the same reaction to Babylon. I mean, it's all in the title, isn't it? So there we go, producer. Mm-hmm. Producer, are you are you ready for this? Are you ready to devote your three hours to this movie? It's only in theaters right now as well. You know, so you get to choose. Do you want Avatar, which is even longer? <laughs> or do you want Babylon? Uh, I, I would have to go whatever. Goodness gracious, the time thing is yeah. the challenge for me. See, maybe um, the answer is just wait until you can see it at home. Because at least you can pause it and come back if you want. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm done with this. Tell these people how they can find other reviews of movies that are half the length of Babylon and Avatar. <laughs> at uh, whywatchthat.com. And if you like, share, and subscribe, you'll never miss an episode. Thanks for joining us. For up-to-date info and to share what's on your watch list, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Why Watch That, and on Twitter at WWT Radio. Also, you can visit us at whywatchthat.com. And while you're at it, don't forget to go ahead and rate Why Watch That Radio on iTunes. Let's keep the conversation going.